Welcome to Encore Radio. This is Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Our first guest is none other than County Commissioner Rodney Ellis, former state senator, great partner of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and I can't think of a time when he's not stepped up to the plate to join us at the Hispanic Chamber, open so many doors with us, and partner with us on a variety of very important issues and topics. We've got him on the line now. He's going to talk to us a little bit about all the great things that are occurring over at Commissioner's Court. We've seen a lot of changes. If you're keeping up with the newspaper, you know it's a different day over Commissioner's Court, and we're looking forward to hearing some of those uh, about some of those changes and opportunities that are forthcoming. So, welcome, uh, Commissioner Rodney Ellis. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good to be with you. Thank and you. I appreciate the work that you do with the chamber, and in general, you just such a godsend to all of us in this region and across the state of Texas. Well, thank you so much. There's a lot, a lot going on in Harris County. Uh, so much at stake. So many opportunities. And um, certainly uh, it's important to note a change of leadership there at the uh, county. We know that we have our newly appointed uh, Judge Lena Hidalgo and also uh, Commissioner Adrian Garcia, who are new to Commissioner's Court. Certainly uh, this is, uh, you know, your, your, I guess, what, second year, Commissioner? I'm going into my third year. Is I'm, it third already? Back. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us a little bit. Uh, we've seen the paper. We've seen uh, some of the uh, sessions going on a lot longer. We've seen a lot of engagement with the community. Um, some of the, uh, the the talk has also been uh, the uh, some of the suggestions that uh, the uh, new judge is making in terms of not accepting contributions from uh, those that have current business with the county, et cetera, et cetera. So from your vantage point, what are some of the biggest changes that you're seeing, and how does this bode well for the county? Well, I'd say, first of all, for the public, in terms of uh, looking in from the outside, the biggest change is probably the fact that things are a lot more transparent. There's a lot more public engagement at commissioner's court. And it's not a criticism of the old court or the way things operated in the past, but here's a reality. Harris County is larger than half the state's in this country with roughly five million people we spend about five billion dollars five person governing board controls it but probably um the last decade i'm told before i got there the longest commissioner's court meeting was about 22 minutes and one of my uh colleagues said that to me may have been joking but i, I think you know maybe 30 minutes at most uh, when I got there, being new, I'd ask a few questions. So maybe the average time was maybe closer to an hour, one or two meetings. You've been there a few times. Yes. Maybe hours. Uh, but I think to the public, that transparency, getting a sense of what we do. And to be honest with you, I think that's a good thing. Yes. Old court used to limit uh, how many people could speak. So if 20 people signed up on an item, uh, the, the uh presiding officer would say, well, you all get together and three people can speak for three minutes each. Mm -hmm. Well, although it's time-consuming, you know, people ought to get a chance uh, to have their say. And because we're new with a new uh, county judge, a new county commissioner, now you have three people who happen to have a D uh, behind their name as Mm -hmm. opposed to an R, you know, that makes it somewhat different. It's been a long time since... Democrats controlled the court, and when they did, you know, a lot of them were probably close to being some pretty conservative yes. <laughs> Democrats, not necessarily Dixiecrats, but a much more progressive atmosphere now than we had in the past. And I think a willingness to take on some of those 
tough issues that for far too long people uh, would not uh, take on. Yes. And I think that's a good thing. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> the meetings are a bit longer, but that's okay. Uh-huh. I mean, we meet twice a month. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine uh, governing a region larger than 25 states, I think maybe larger than 26 states, and meeting for twice a month. You know, at some point, I guess we'll have to decide, should we meet every week or should we meet a couple of days a week? Uh, but I think it's good. There was a court decision about a rolling quorum coming out of Montgomery County. In the old days, I don't know if people sort of discussed broad issues and came close to creating a problem in terms of open meetings or not. But we've got to be transparent about what we do. Because of that court ruling, we want to be very careful to never cross that line. Mm-hmm. And democracy takes a little bit of time. But, look, it's an exciting time. Uh, I'm proud of the newly elected judges uh, to the uh, misdemeanor criminal benches settling a historic bail lawsuit. They're close to settling it. Mm-hmm. At least they on a new rule in principle that should settle it. But for, look, a couple of hundred years yes. in Harris County, if you didn't have money mm-hmm. and you were charged with a misdemeanor, You'd end up in jail because you didn't have money. If you had money, same profile, mm-hmm. same element of risk, a lack of uh, elements of risk, you got out. If you had money, if you had money, you got out. If you didn't have money, you stayed in. Well, that changed. And I'm proud of these new judges and that wave, the blue wave, uh, thanks to people being upset about a lot of the policies coming out of the Trump administration mm-hmm. and Beto O'Rourke, to be honest with you, raising an unprecedented amount of, amount of money from small-dollar donors and some very credible candidates. Yes. Judge Hidalgo, Commissioner uh, Garcia, some great people mm. uh, running up and down that ballot. Uh, Democrats did well, and now the challenge is for us to deliver. And I know that uh, Judge Hidalgo and Commissioner Garcia committed to following through on the things that they committed on. Uh, the judge has proposed... Uh, the notion of having uh, overall review of county government, how it operates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that Robert Eccles did when he came in. And, you know, that was very little criticism of it then. And I will not be any criticism of doing it now. She'll have the support, I hope, of everyone on Commissioner's Court. I'm pretty confident that she'll have the support of Commissioner Garcia mm-hmm. and, and have my support on it. It's something we ought to do. Yes. By the way, it's something that... Uh, Commissioner Garcia and Judge Hidalgo campaigned on, and I campaigned on when I ran two years ago, mm-hmm. what we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're setting up a new uh, county department, Department of Economic Opportunity and Equity. The county ought to be thinking strategically and holistically about our long-term plan for economic growth in this region. And we ought to also directly address our region's economic inequality, mm-hmm. uh, which disproportionately impacts the Hispanic community yes. impacts women, impacts the African-American community. Just a, a two points I want to mention that a lot of people don't think about. There was an MIT study that came out that said the living wage required to meet basic expenses for a single parent with one child in Harris County is $23.18 per hour. Mm-hmm. We're nowhere near it. Uh, the Economic Policy Initiative study came out that said the bottom 90% of the wage earners in Harris County had an average income of $42,669 a year. This is $6,000 less than what's needed for a living wage for a single-parent household. So, you know, we got to focus on bringing in new jobs, better jobs. The county ought to play its role in helping 
uh, to deal with training people. Yes. Uh, bringing in new businesses. You know, and last point, and I'll be quiet, is the overall issue, overarching issue, obviously, as a result of Harvey is <laughs> resiliency. Trying to make sure we do as much as we can to mm-hmm. prepare for the next rain of storm event because it will come. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a region that's sea level. Yes. And, uh, you know, wherever you live in, in Harris County, uh, you run the risk of having a flood problem. So I don't know that we can solve it, mm-hmm. but we can certainly mitigate yes. uh, the impact of a rain event. You know, if, if we were starting over from square one, I don't know that we would have spread out as much as we did. I don't know if we'd have put buildings on some of the rice paddies we put them on, but they're there now. Mm-hmm. And the question is, what can we do to try to make our community as safe Make it rebound mm-hmm. uh, and do it for everybody. Well, Just and try and as you all, know, all the uh, Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and others supported the bond initiative that was specifically uh, directed to address many of these issues. Give us an update. Where are we now in terms of some of these projects? We're, we're moving very much on target. It's about two point five billion dollars that will come from local tax dollars. Somewhere in the neighborhood of about $3 billion in disaster recovery funds that will come from the federal government. It's an unprecedented amount of money. Uh, not as much as our friends in New Orleans and Louisiana got after uh, Katrina. You know, I'm not sure we get quite as much as they ended up spending on the East Coast after Sandy. But it's going to be more money than we have ever gotten uh, after a tragic a uh, storm, a rain, a hurricane event, and we spend it on target. We got to spend it wisely. It'll take a decade to spend all of that money and spend it wisely, uh, not throw it away. And then you got other opportunities coming up. Mm-hmm. Metro is going to do a bond issue. I'm told it might be three billion, three point one billion dollars. That'll mm-hmm. help a lot with mobility congestion issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city of Houston is going through its capital improvement process as well. You combine that with the traditional spending that the county spends. That's a lot of money that's going to be spent in our region over the next decade. Uh, I'm toying with the idea of looking at what the city of Houston did some years ago. They got the statute changed uh, so that you could give a, a, a limited preference to mm-hmm. Houston businesses first. You have to amend the state competitive bidding statute. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at whether or not we can do that for Harris County, do some version of Harris County first. I don't know that it amounts to a lot. Uh, of contracts for local businesses, but anything will help. But, uh, you know, we're doing a disparity study. Yes. You helped with that. You came and testified when a lot of people were ducking. I appreciate you standing up oh. uh, before you can have a, a race-conscious and gender-conscious program to bring mm-hmm. people out of the doldrums mm-hmm. who were left out for so many years. Uh, you know, the city came up with a, a minority women's business enterprise program back in 1984, State did it in 1991. Uh, Metro has a small business program. The Port has a small business program. The county did not have one. And we want to put it together right. We want to benefit from mistakes and successes mm-hmm. of other people around the country and in our region. And we're looking for the right person to bring on board to help us structure it. The disparity study initially was paid for out of funds from Precinct 1. Yes. The Supreme Court says you got to do this disparity study to see whether or not there's a disparity and you have availability, capability of local firms, minority women-owned firms, to do the work before you can have a race and gender-conscious program. It takes a year to do that study. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we put up the money from Precinct 1. 
about six hundred six hundred fifty thousand dollars uh last week uh the court agreed at least commissioner uh i think we might have had i'm not sure if we had all five but clearly uh judge hidalgo and commissioner garcia uh spoke out in support of it i think my other two colleagues voted for it as well i just can't remember off the top of my head but uh i think the port's going to do a disparity study soon uh, mm-hmm. that, that that was certainly discussed before we appointed the new chair of the Port Authority, and Metro has decided they're issuing an RFP to do a study. I'm encouraging them to do it as quickly as they can so that when, when we go to you and ask you and your members to support that bond package, it will not entail a tax increase. It will draw down. It will pull up money that they have coming in but so we can spend it to deal with congestion and transportation issues today. But look, here's the shot. It's an exciting time to be in Harris County. And I hope people will be supportive of us, be critical if they think something's wrong, but also roll up their sleeves and try to help us. Don't just sit out there and naysay. You got a lot of folks upset, mm-hmm. but they're not accustomed to giving up power. Yes. Uh, but they need to get on the program, and let's make this work for everybody. Well, it's important, and it's certainly long overdue. And as mentioned, that disparity study will provide us with a lot of very relevant and important information that will once again allow us to make great, good decisions because we need that information. And it sounds like so many great things are happening over at the county. So we'll make sure to stay on top of it. You know you've got our support, and uh, we appreciate the leadership of all the county commissioners and their engagement with the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Commissioner Ellis, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I love you. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye.